Hello. Thanks for joining the Hoosier Myths and Legends podcast. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of the basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there is more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you're into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. This episode is from Aurora, Indiana, in Dearborn County. This is a legend that is going to sound familiar to many Dearborn County and Southeast Indiana residents. The Riverview Cemetery in Aurora, Indiana is arguably one of the prettiest cemeteries in Southeast Indiana. As you pull into the cemetery, which is located on Lawfrey Creek Road, the first thing you notice is the gorgeous large trees that line the pathways. As you drive around the 30-acre property, the peaceful surroundings are beautiful. The cemetery is well known today as the final resting place of blues rock and roll guitarist Lonnie Mack. But if you happen to find yourself at Riverview Cemetery late at night, there is something out there that may just catch your eye. Over the years, many people have reported to have caught a glimpse of a glowing headstone out in the distance. In this episode, we are going to talk about the mysterious glowing gravestone of Riverview Cemetery and its connection to a notorious Dearborn County murder that happened almost 79 years ago. So Becky first moved to Dearborn County, Indiana back in 2001. One of the very first ghost stories she told me about the area was the glowing grave out at the cemetery in Aurora. I have heard this legend too. The legend is that if you are passing through the cemetery at night, there is a small gravestone that glows in the dark. Yes, I was so excited when I first heard about this legend. Hope, your dad and I were actually living in Lawrenceburg at the time, but I was working in Aurora as a preschool teacher. One of the parents and I got to talking about ghosts, and that was when I first heard about this legend. So, of course, I was hooked. When I would come to visit, we would drive out there and try to see if we could catch a glimpse of it, but we never did get lucky enough to see it. No, despite many attempts of going out there over the years, I have never actually seen this myself. I wish that I could see it just one time. A few weeks ago, Hope and I actually went through the cemetery, and I didn't see anything. There's so many people who have the eternal flames and glowing objects. I think it would be very difficult to see it. However, there are still people who have claimed to have seen it. 
So I have heard that it is something that was poured into the cement when the headstone was made that is making it appear to glow. And I have heard that too. I have also heard people say that it's just the light reflecting off the stone from a security light that's out there in the cemetery. There are many theories of what the light could be. I wonder if it's just car lights reflecting off the stone. I'm not really sure what it is that people think they're seeing out there at every cemetery. That's part of the mystery. No one really knows. But one of the most interesting theories is that the grave may be glowing because of who it is that's buried there. Yes, I think it's very mysterious whose headstone it is that supposedly glows out there at Riverview at night. The grave that has become notorious for glowing at night belongs to one of the most notorious murderers in Dearborn County history. Listeners, here is where our ghost story takes a turn into a true crime legend. That's right. Hope and Mary and I love a good ghost story, but we also love a good true crime story. And this is a legend that has both. You see, the grave belongs to Virginia Stink Carter, who I would have to say seems from research to be probably one of the most cold-blooded killers Dearborn County has ever seen. From the research I have done, I think you're probably right, Mary. The Indie Star had an article by Tim Evans titled Notorious Mass Murders in Indiana's Past back on November 25th, 2013. Andy Star actually updated the article on February 17th, 2015. And we are going to post a link to this article because it has a photo of Virginia Stink Carter that I think you listeners are all going to want to see. I want Hope and Mary to look at this picture and tell me what you girls think. Okay, that dude looks really creepy. There's nothing behind his eyes. Wow, Aunt Mary, I agree. He looks cold and I get a really creepy vibe just looking at his picture. Yes, I did too. He just seems blank in this photograph. And I don't know if I'm getting that cold feeling because I know what he did, or if I would get this feeling even if I didn't know. It is creepy to look at the eyes of someone who could do something like this. So on May 16th, 1941, Carter made national headlines when he killed his wife's family on their farm just outside of Aurora. This was big news back during this time period. Things like that do not happen in Dearborn County, especially back then. It is still big news. Here we are talking about this murder 79 years later. Carter murdered five members of his wife's family in cold blood. Among the victims were his father and mother-in-law, Johnson and Nina Agrew, and both of their sons, William and Leo. The youngest victim was the Agrew's granddaughter, Mary Elizabeth. And in some reports, they list her age as 11 and others list her at 12 years old. Nevertheless, she was young. The worst part of this story is that even after all of these years is that no one seems to have a reason as to why he would have done this. Many people have speculated on why he would have done this. What I have seen through the comments on Facebook and in the research is that he was trying to borrow money from his brother-in-law and that he had gotten into an argument with the family over something. But this changes depending on the article you find. So in my research, I came across a Greencastle, Indiana newspaper called The Daily Banner. And there is an article in there from May the 21st of 1941 titled Suspect Admits Slayings of Five. They interviewed the then Dearborn County Sheriff, William Weingard. Well, Sheriff Weingard told the paper that Carter admitted having been in an argument with the Agru boys. He also admitted to the sheriff that he took a shotgun that had belonged to Leo Agru, and that is the weapon he used for the murders. One thing that really stood out to me is when Sheriff Weingard was interviewed for the article and he says how Carter was calm in his cell. 
After looking at Carter's picture that was posted on that Indie Star article, it's honestly chilling. Yes, that makes me think back to his picture too. He looks like someone who really does not care what he has been charged with. Very true. The Indie Star picture shows him looking very calm and very cold. I also came across the court documents of the verdict. They were posted on somebody's personal blog. And the blog is by a woman, and I'm probably going to butcher her name, Sherry Panchad Anarti, and she is a relative of one of Carter's victims. I am going to post a link to her blog and the source notes. Yeah, Sherry's blog is interesting because she has a copy of the verdict posted on the blog. I'm so glad that she does have this posted on her blog. Me too, Mary, and I'm so glad that Sherry had this posted on her website. I had been searching for the court documents and I needed to go to the courthouse for them. Unfortunately, the court is closed right now. You can't get in there to get anything because of the coronavirus. The court document shows that on October the 21st, 1941, just five months after the murders, the Dearborn County Court convicted Virginia Stink Carter of murder in the first degree. The records show that Carter was sent up to to the Michigan City, Indiana State Prison. The state of Indiana sentenced him to death by electric chair, on February 10th, 1942. After his execution, Carter's body was sent back to Dearborn County for burial in Riverview Cemetery in Aurora. According to the Find a Grave website article on Carter, he was buried so that he was facing the Agru family. This was done as a way to punish him by making him forever face the people he has murdered. Find a Grave got this information from the Dearborn County Historical Society, and we will post a link to the Find a Grave article on our website. If you go out to the cemetery and you find his grave, you will see that he is buried facing the Agrus. Of course, this is not where the story ends. They buried Carter. But then that is when the glowing grave tale began. And then there are the locals who think Carter did not stay in his grave. According to legend, as a reported by a radio station out of Evansville, Indiana, Watford Creek Road itself may be haunted. The station is WGBFFM, and they posted an article by... China on October 16th, 2018, called Indiana Urban Legends, The Ghosts of Lawfrey Creek Road. According to the, this article, the ghosts of the Agru family and Carter may walk the road at night. We will post a link on our website to the article for you to read for yourself. See, I had an acquaintance that rented a home on Lawfrey Creek Road many years ago, and she was the one who told me the ghosts of the victims and Carter may roam the road at night. And I have taken many trips down that road over the years, but I've never seen anything out there on the road myself. It is very creepy on the road, though. Whatever is going on at Riverview Cemetery or Laffrey Creek Road, one thing is certain. This tragedy may have happened 79 years ago, but the effects are still being felt in Dearborn County. I know that there are relatives of the victim and of the murderer who are still alive today. Our hearts go out to them. No matter how much time passes, the heartache felt by both families is something that time just cannot erase. Have you had any experiences with the glowing grave at Riverview Cemetery? Have you seen anything out on Lawford Creek Road? We would love to hear about it. Please send an email to whosyourmythsandlegends at gmail.com. We may use it on a later episode. In the email, let us know if you wish to remain anonymous. Thank you.
see our source material, please visit our website, HoosierMythsAndLegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be respectful to the people who have loved ones buried at Riverview Cemetery by not visiting and possibly causing damage to their graves. We ask that you let them rest in peace. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. Wet Blanket is frontman Joseph Carpenter, lead guitar Earl Wilhelm, rhythm guitar Joshua Carpenter, bass Parker Warman, and drums Christian Kittle. Thanks for all the positive feedback on our first episode. We really appreciate our listeners. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us through. Thank you for tuning in to Hoosier Myths and Legends. As always, stay spooky.